You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hadfield. Joining me this week is Justin Davis, Scoop. Tina Amini, Scoop. and Sam Claiborne. Hi, hi. And what? what's doing here? What are you doing here? Get out of here. We're already gone. I'm out. It's, it's, have a good podcast. Thanks. It could be the last one in this area. So. CJ says, CJ better than says, I could possibly imagine. <laughs> CJ says, this will be our last podcast in this room. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. I don't know. The new, the new studio spaces are being built right now. They're coming along really well. They look so can great. We, can we talk about them? Oh, God, they look great. You can talk about them, yeah. But I mean, you're not our boss, so. Yep. I can't stop you from doing it. Uh, There's a bar set, and it's really cool, and it's going to have actual beer. Actual beer. And some pinball machines? Yeah, a single pinball machine, arcade machine. Actual pinball machines? Well, well, (laughs) that's actually a point of controversy, because Pear keeps on telling us, can't you guys just get a fake pinball machine that looks like a pinball machine and And put it in the background? He said that to you, Sam? Yeah, Sam was like, I could not help myself from trying to fix this pinball. Yeah, or he was saying, also, maybe just get a broken one, just as long as it looks nice. Well, he knows you're just never going to do your job, and you'll be in there the whole time. Carefully fix it over the years. (laughs) And just replace every part and make it perfect. The cost of getting a fake Pinball machine that lights up and has a back glass. <laughs> yeah, you might as well just get one. It's equal yeah. to the cost of a pinball machine. <laughs> Medieval Madness is pretty cheap, man. Well, well it's $6,500. But then we could bucks. say we have a fake pinball machine, and that's cool for some reason. It is, and we could keep more beer in it. That's true. It's just a cooler. It's to lift it up. Cooler. It's a cooler. <laughs> uh, well, don't ruin any pinball machines. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Or else Sam will appear. There's like a uh, arcade machine that always used to appear on Craigslist, which people are trying to sell in uh, the Seattle area. That's how much I look at these things. And uh, it was a Star Wars beautiful like arcade cabinet, and it had been made into a chair. 
<laughs> it just had like a stupid booth in it. Aww. And it was like always like, you know, wow, what a good deal for the Star Wars cabinet because you could just see it from the side. But somebody just totally ruined a Star Wars game. Makes me sad. That's very sad. Uh, well, we have a great show for you this week. We are going to talk about an old pinball table that could use maybe Sam's help. We'll see. We're going to talk about what what is the required canon of gaming, the, mm. the games you are required to play. But first, let's begin with Bloodstained, <laughs> Ritual of the Night. I feel like I'm crowding you a little bit. out now. All you feel okay? I feel okay. We're framed up nicely. I think you should bring it in a little bit closer. I think this is going to be a must-watch episode. Let me just point that out <laughs> right now. I think they're all must-watch episodes. you just pat your lap? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was must-see TV? What was that? Was that like... That was Thursday night on... Thursday, uh, I feel like GameScoop is that. Did I make for, that up? But for podcasts. No, am I thinking I of think TGIF? So. I don't know. That was There was also a TGIF, but there's also a must-see TV. Mm-hmm. Anyway. It was Fox. Bloodstained, yeah. Ritual, of the, Ritual of the Night, out now on all platforms. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you've checked out my review uh, by now. I loved it. Give it an 8.8. I think they succeeded entirely in their goal of creating a spiritual successor to Castlevania Symphony of the Night. I know Sam's been playing a bunch of it. Mm-hmm. Anybody else playing not, it yet? Not yet. Yeah. Same thing. But, but plan gonna, on it? Interested? Well, yeah, I'm going on a trip, and I was going to get mm. it on Switch. Well, yeah, that's the bummer. That's yeah, one bummer about it. Therein lies the issue. Yeah. And so now my plans have changed. I'll probably just wait and play it on Steam when I get back. Yeah. Have you played the Switch version at all? I played a little bit yesterday, yeah. Okay. Um, Did you have the same take as yeah, the world? Yeah, I, I think it's a really bad, the worst-looking version of that game. Mm-hmm. Not unplayable, just it's just the ugliest So just a visual issue, not yeah. an actual gameplay yeah. issue. Because um, people were talking about... Not that about, I've experienced, but the short time between rooms. And I played the Switch version a little in the office, and I was like, mm, I don't know about this. Yeah. But... Maybe we should talk about the really good version. Yeah. Thing that, that, that uh, well, people were complaining about reaction times, loading screens, which is obviously a big issue these yeah. days, especially with like next-gen bragging about there being no loading screens. <laughs> yeah. Well, if the reaction times would be a big deal if that was yeah. an issue with this game, because it's basically oh, would, a fighting game. That would make it unplayable. It's, yeah. it's like really twitchy. But even on PlayStation 4 and my PlayStation 4 Pro, there would be little hiccups where even hitting the start button to go to the menu would take a second to mm-hmm. actually get to the menu. And even, that's what we, we just a did a comparison time. video. Yeah. And yeah. we were just watching it, and the the PC version, I mean, it didn't. It also stuttered. It had screen tearing in it, and it didn't look like that much different than the Switch version. It either looked as good as the Switch version, or occasionally worse, mm-hmm. which is weird. Because so it the didn't. Tearing. Yeah, it didn't line up with the comments that we're seeing online. But obviously, that does not discredit anything that anyone has said. Uh, it's just when we recorded yeah, it, yeah. it mm-hmm. came out kind of. Well, we'll continue to look part. into it. I mean. The game is, I'm playing like crazy. I think it's so fun. On yeah. Xbox? Yeah, on Xbox, which is like the most powerful way to play it besides <laughs> it goes PC. Yeah. It doesn't even need like super problems or anything. But man, like it is, it's really funny to see it on Switch because all the take that was kind of going around the office is that it looks like a PlayStation game on Switch. Like, is that a bad thing? Like, if it looked like an NES game, we'd all be loving it. Yes. You like that take? Like, uh, well, no. there's like intentional like retro no. <laughs> and just not up to, up yeah. to modern standards. Like, I think what if that becomes hip? Just blur your game. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think it looks worse than Symphony of the Night on Switch. Yeah. Worse? Yeah, so. because I recently I revisited Symphony of the Night to compare it to, uh, to Ritual. What Symphony? about Symphony of the Night through Dirty Glasses? <laughs> Symphony looks great because it's pixel art. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This is, uh, yeah, that is true that this is not pixel art. That's right. But you can see the pixely edges of things on the Switch because the resolution's so low. <laughs> well, yeah. That's by design. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's, it's a choice. It's retro. <laughs> Uh, there was reason to be a little bit concerned about this game. It was delayed by like two years. Yeah. It was crowdfunded, Kickstarter game. Um, they changed the art style at the last minute before release, and then they didn't give us review copies before it was out. So I was a little bit like, uh, but it's great. At least yeah, on, if you don't know about support. this, there's an implication to critics that when a game is comes in hot, when it, when you get it like at the last minute without like a long 
you know, time to play it. Like, mm-hmm. there's a problem with it. Where does it, where do you think that comes from? It's it's more of a not so much superstitious thing. It's just a precedent thing. Where in the past, it's there's a pattern for games that we haven't had as much time to review tended well, to go on. It's, it's like the trailer theory where um, the longer a movie trailer is, the worse the movie is. I've never heard that. You haven't heard that one? No, that's really Because they reveal more, <laughs> like more of the film because they're not as confident in it. I mean, it's so. not. Or the, the whole film. They Basically. Want the, they want yeah. the thing to come out and go on sale before critics have exactly. had a chance to that's weigh exactly in on it. That's exactly it. Yeah, just like when they don't score screen a movie. When they don't screen a movie for critics yeah. beforehand. Yeah. So, yeah, and I've actually seen some misunderstanding of that online where there's a perception that critics are complaining, like, oh, yeah. you know, they're just upset and like, you know, butthurt that they didn't get to play it in advance. And it's like, no, just a little flag. Yeah, like it doesn't mean anything. It, you know, it's actually, just, Bloodstain proves it. Yep. But sometimes, yeah, it's hit or miss theory. To, to control the narrative, sometimes they might yeah. want to withhold copies from critics. The whole point of the review is to allow the consumer to make an informed purchase decision, and they can't. If they can't do that when the game is out, then we're not, you know, providing the service that we're we're striving to provide. So that's that's the whole reason. And that that does put like a little bit of negative light on a you know a publisher to, that's giving us a game late like that that they're trying to intentionally you know stop critics from telling you this thing sucks. Yeah, that's true. But also maybe it's a a, a different case with a Kickstarter funded game because they most of the people most of their audience have already bought the game. So Kickstarter right? makes it a little bit complicated and increasingly like in the year 2019 games just come in so hot that sometimes you know publishers even yeah. if you know maybe it's not them trying to control the narrative they just know like there's a patch happening right when that game launches and there's just there's not as much window to get Yeah, day one really. patches are so common now and they're always freaked out about like this is a bug we've seen a bug before we know how to <laughs> uh, kind of maneuver Did around those Did you ever review stuff when it was like in print? Um, what do you mean in like print, it, for like magazines? For print magazines? Uh, not a review. I mean, I've worked in print, but not. I haven't done a review because like for they it. used to. Get, I haven't either. But like they used to get games. They would like get it. Months yeah. Or well, you used to get it on like a burned disc, and you would have a yeah. debug that could run that disc. Mm-hmm. And very for the, for the times. purpose of review, though. Yes, like exactly. A whole, like, yeah, and you can get it almost a month in advance. Mm-hmm. But day one patches were not a thing back then. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Uh, Sam, do you agree that they nailed the Egavania? Yeah, absolutely. Feel. It feels so. It's so good to have a Castlevania game to play. Why isn't like a lot of people have been making like cool uh, uh, Metroid like games recently, mm-hmm. and they're, they're like really fun. But like this one is like a Castlevania game, mm-hmm. and I just missed it. And I'm really happy it's back. It's, uh, they didn't use a whip the entire game though. That, no, they d- it has whips, but yeah, I never use a whip. You just I use don't. a sword, right? Use a sword. Why? Pizza sword. Yeah, it's really fast. What'd you say? Pizza sword. Oh yeah, I, the pizza sword is unconfirmed. Yeah. Tina had a picture of a pizza sword. I, the in internet showed me a picture. Yeah, and it looked really great, but I, I couldn't. Yeah, I should consult Cause the guys' doubt. team. Yeah. It's believable though, because there's lots of weird stuff in the game. Yeah, yes. and that's what I keep on showing. Like, oh man, there's such good enemies in the game, and they feel terrible to kill sometimes. There's a big like I don't even know what kind of dog it is, like a Scotty. No, it's not even. And there's that weird cat. There's a giant cat. And then there's a cat with devil horns. With devil horns, but the cat looks so cute when you first get in the room. Like, it's the full size of the room. Like, you're (laughs) just a tiny person next to it. And you walk in, the cat's just sitting there. Yeah. With, you know, doing the little cat sphinx pose, and it's so nice. And then, like, you get close to it, and it like side eyes you and it swipes it. It's like the best animation. It's exactly what cats do. Mm-hmm. At that point, it's you have to make your decision: are you going to kill this cat or not? Yeah, it's not much of a choice. I hope that soundbite doesn't get taken out of this episode <laughs> and used against me at some point. You're going to kill that cat or not? <laughs> at some point, you got to fill out. You're free to kill that cat or not? Well, Justin. they do say that when cats are bigger than you, they would kill you. So, right, you know, seems hundred percent yes. Grounds would for be killing. Eaten, but Correct. I feel like. A cat eaten. just needs to be half my size to try to eat me. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah but you've seen videos of, of lions yeah. cuddling with people. So. I know. It's so scary when they like yeah. reach to the fence and like press. What about when cats like clearly want to kill something that's like basically their size? Like cats will kill rabbits and mm-hmm. rabbits are big. Yeah. Like so. Depends if they run away from them or not. Yeah, that's, that's true. true right? <laughs> I said that creepily, but like it's yeah. true. <laughs> I hope that soundbite doesn't get taken out of this episode. And Many you... good soundbites in this episode. Justin, mm-hmm. what the heck happened to the fan? Oh, we turned it off. Oh, yeah. Why did we turn it off? It you were consulted oh, almost. Yes. It was very cold. <laughs> oh my gosh. Would you like me to turn on yeah, the I can fan? turn it on. I'm feeling, I'm feeling a little warm, but if I'm the only one. We're stuck in the middle. So here's the deal. This room is normally 100 degrees. Yeah. And so they put a fan in here, and then we turn the fan on, and we were actually a little chilly. <laughs> and so we just don't, can't. If, if I'm the only one, don't worry about just little old me. I'll, I'll tough it out. How about, how about this? How about we just leave it on for a little bit? Okay. That's fine. See, well, I, I already feel that. Well, here's the good. compromise. We'll turn on the fan, but we'll turn it up to 90 degrees. This <laughs> blowing hot air in our face. Yeah, it feels that, great. Yeah, it actually feels great. Um, I anyway, feel on the lowest setting. Bloodstain is out. It's. I think it's. It's great. It's fantastic. I really uh, hope lots of people get a chance to play it. And great I hope. They, I hope they patch up the Switch version too. Hmm? I've heard people say it's harder than any other Castlevania game. See, Sam mentioned it, this is yeah, I don't I think I said that the game was like, I didn't have any problems. But I walked past <laughs> this what room I said. over That's and not over what again. I said. And he was playing the same boss <laughs> all day long. I, I said, well, I bosses are a whole other scenario. The final boss is hard as heck. <laughs> but I don't think the overall game is particularly challenging. So here's why. And he said this in his review that Damon found like the perfect combination of the shard upgrades hmm. to just like kill everything really easily. Yeah. And and you wrote about it in your review, and I I got all those. Good. So there's this thing that like surrounds you. It sounds stupid. But it surrounds you with paintings, like portraits of people, and they're just like oh, those are the Kickstarter backers, right? That's well, that's my We're theory, but sure. I haven't, I haven't oh, that's confirmed a theory. that. But yeah. that. That would make sense. One's a cat. I know. Which maybe and the I cat was great. the Kickstarter. Backer. I think it's yeah, great it, that they allow cats to back Kickstarter projects. I do too. And I just feel like you know, cats should be allowed to do more monetary donations. I think yeah, they less cat should be allowed to do anything. <laughs> well, <laughs> as long as they're smaller than us, <laughs> that's true. And not a floating head as yeah. a boss. What were we so, about? Oh no, so, yeah. you have this you great shard. shard combination. You he just kind of like wrote about it, and then I got that, and then it was just like now yeah. everything's really easy. You got a. Uh, I think I screwed up my game. Yeah. The one hand sword of the night was like that too. That yeah. like if you got certain weapons, you just like run through the rest of the game with it. Like, yeah. Really? Yeah. So the, the shield, the shield that did damage whenever you touch still anything. Like the one-handed swords aren't the most powerful weapons, but they're they do the highest damage for the speed. Mm-hmm. So get the most powerful one-handed sword you can. Get the uh, the portrait. I think it's called Welcome Party. The the portrait shield, and then get a ranged attack like the true arrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll get more powerful ones later on, and then get a familiar. Uh, like the like the fairy familiar, like the fairy one. She'll, took me a long she time points out uh, walls you can break. So, mm, yeah. and then you can just sort of roll around the castle, taking people out pretty well. That was some good game help, Damon. I'm really impressed. Yeah, he's never been a strategy guy. Are you guys hiring on your team? <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch gears in my IGN. Career. Have you have you <laughs> ever contributed? Help. Have you ever written like a full strategy guide? Never. Yeah, never. I've never done it. Have you guys? I gave you Harry Potter tips. That's the best I can do. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of those, too. There were a lot of I've those. contributed little tips, but I never wrote a game guide. The technical writing is a very different skill that I don't oh, yeah. actually feel I'm super equipped. So condescending. <laughs> it's the opposite no, of No, it is the opposite, yeah. <laughs> what does condescending mean? You have to be detail-oriented, and you have to have good memory, I feel. Technical writing is different than creative writing. I don't, oh, think yeah. I'm, I don't think I'd be good at it. I miss, I'm, I miss stuff that is obvious to me, but then I don't include in, like, the you have to do, like, step-following. Yeah. It's hard. 
I'm not good at remembering like this chest is called something different from this other chest, and this mm. hallway is apparently also a specifically named thing. And I'm just like, I hey, go down the hallway. Those and name make things right. actually that comes up more. Like that's exactly right. When you're writing guides, it's like you always have to refer to your like terms list. It's so silly. It's like you know they have like a tre- treasure chest is usually not called that in a game. Mm. It's called like you know an adventure crate or something, and you have to use crate. it over and over again. <laughs> it's really. Did funny. you just make that up, or is that from a game? No, I made that up. That's nice. But that's what I call them. I'm sure there's a mobile game called Adventure Crate. <laughs> Free yeah. to play. Uh, we mentioned Harry Potter. Tina, you have been playing that. Yeah. I've What's been the full title of that game? This Harry is the Potter game. Wizards Unite. Okay. And people go by Wizards Unite or Harry Potter Woo. Mm-hmm. If, Ooh, you're, if you're writing weird. online. HP okay. Woo in a couple years. HP yep. Woo. <laughs> Depends um, on if it hangs around. Mm-hmm. And then you, Which it doesn't seem like it's going to. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> so It's not a Pokemon Go. It's a weird game. Weird yeah, one. it's the combat is a lot deeper than I expected it to be. So, and I haven't done too many fortresses. I did one by myself, and that did not go well. And this was like very early on in the game. I was like, "What's a fortress?" And I was just in exploratory mode. Uh, but I feel like once that part of it comes around to my experience, it'll it'll feel like a pretty robust combat experience. Have you done any of the uh, port keys yet? Yeah, but I'm, so I haven't maxed cool. them out yet. You've maxed yours out? I'm, yeah. still, I'm still walking, man. Dude, I, I still don't... Still out here walking. I've, I've played still the game, rowing. I've played the game quite a bit. I, I am sort of so-so on it overall, but that feature is crazy cool. It's the best use of AR. It, I've like, launches seen. you into yeah, a new so area it, for... You, you hold up your phone, and when the port key is, like, you know, done, that's the equivalent of eggs from Pokemon Go, so you have to walk, <laughs> like, five kilometers or whatever. And then you open the port key... And, like, in your room or whatever space you are, there's, like, a, a boot in front of you. And then you, like, touch it. And then it opens a portal in front of you. And you have to physically step forward. And then you're in another space. You're like in, like, a Harry Potter room you. holding your phone. And then you have to look around. If this was Pokemon oh, I have done Go, the there'd one be, like, key several now, deaths. You can, like, grab a – I think I grabbed some of <laughs> yeah. them. It's a really, really cool use of yeah. AR in, like, an unexpected – like, I just didn't expect it. And it was really neat and actually felt – kind of magical and cool in a way that the rest of I like seeing Justin do this on his bus yeah. he's like oh boy you, you well that's totally, the thing I feel like oh, a giant you dork you can't do that on your bus like, like I walk between home and work and I feel like a giant dork when I stop and then yeah. I'm like using my yeah. phone people are like there's oh. reception everywhere calm yeah. down and, wait till you walk through a fake door and get all excited yeah, about and just like street. leaping in there yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm a contrarian because I don't like the AR stuff. It feels mm. gimmicky. And I, I turned it off. I feel silly. And it's mandatory for the port keys because you step in this, yep. you know, sort of virtual room, and then you have to use your phone to look around and to find search stuff. for the items. Yeah, but I, I turned it off for everything else. Yeah, same. What about the beards? I tried it once, and I no longer am interested in that feature. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested in the beards. Um, I saw a bunch of people saying, like, exactly what you guys are saying, that the the, the gameplay is finally, like, pretty good in this game. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, it's an upgrade from Pokemon Go. But here's another take. Ooh. Pokemon Go is so much better than this game, and the hook was so great, and we didn't know how good we had it. In, <laughs> oh, in those man. janky first yeah. weeks of Pokemon Go, the whole world played the, like a poorly designed game, but a great game. You have, you have nostalgia for the summer of 2015? I do so much. I just saw in our top some 100 of the- games of all time, it was like number 100. I was like, yeah. I, I favor that game because some of the best news stories came yeah, from that yeah. game's existence. Yeah, we contracted. I worked with Casey before she worked here full time to write mm-hmm. really interesting features about how businesses were using yep. Pokemon Go to uh, you know lure in customers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There are a lot of cemeteries that wanted to whoa, whoa, petition whoa. to get it banned around because mm-hmm. people would just be like, like there'd be services going on and there'd yeah. be players coming in and interrupting that. 
It was uh, it's in in Harry Potter. You're just collecting wizard trash. Like it, it really is. Wizard it's got trash. the same mechanic of like walking on the road and collecting set and trying to complete sets. Which check gamers like completing sets of things, so mm-hmm. I get it. But it is like, like Animal Crossing. Yeah, it's like nonsensical. You're collecting like oh, I got a boot, or I collected a wizard, or I collected this, and it makes no sense. Whereas in Pokemon Go, that's such a natural. Extension. Explain the sense of collecting monsters. And evolving well, them. Well, it inherently that's the makes problem, sense so we for all Pokemon. Like it. Well, but p- Pokemon... Like the catch-em-all thing yeah. goes hand-in-hand with Pokemon. That doesn't make sense. That's part of that franchise's <laughs> DNA, <does>. though, <laughs> in a way that it's not for Harry Potter. Like, it feels very shoehorned in. So it's like... Yeah. I think I think, like... A to Z, Harry Potter is like a better designed, more interesting game. Yep. But the collecting mechanic feels so forced into yep. it that it makes no sense. Like, you're just oh. doing it for the sake of doing it, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I thought maybe, you know, there'd be an opportunity for the writing to be a little bit better, since obviously it's, it's a not. narrative, hmm. but it's not. I skip through all of those Same. now. And I, they just I gave throw the main characters in whenever, right? Occasionally, yeah. Like, Harry Potter will be, you know, he's uh, what is he's at some status now. Yeah. he's. I this. saw, like, Weasley Joe. With that, what's that guy's Weasley name? Weasley Joe. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> the most beloved Harry Potter character. <laughs> There's, I mean, the Weasleys are a family. That's their surname. Is there one named Joe? No. It's Ron. (laughs) There's Ron Weasley. Weasley Ron. It's not Weasley Ron. (laughs) Maybe he's saying Weasley comma Ron. Yeah. (laughs) Is that what you're saying? Claiborne Sam. Yes. Exactly. Claiborne Sam. Claiborne. Just like like Petty comma Jared. (laughs) Sam, son of Claiborne. (laughs) Um, Oh, man. Okay. Stop talking about Harry Potter. We can't. We can. (laughs) But I just want to point out that we're still saying that everything makes so much sense in Pokemon Go. But it doesn't. Collecting it does. monsters makes no sense either. No, but it's Why? part of that franchise's DNA of like. Yeah. It's still it's, meaningless. It's, it's always in part Pokemon. Pokemon and the what, gameplay yeah. is informed by the lore and the storyline of that yeah. world in a way that makes more natural sense. So I don't know anything about Harry Potter, but I just presumed it was about collecting wizard trash. Yeah. No. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> Only one of the movies was about that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's spare David. What was the title? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Moving on rapidly. No questions were asked. Uh, it sounds like Harry Potter, woo, it's not going to be uh, the phenomenon that Pokemon Go was. But Bloodstained is awesome, and you should check it out. All right, so we can talk about Harry Potter more next week, though. Next week. Okay. This episode of Game Scoop is brought to you by NordVPN. As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega Cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the U.S. That's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash gamescoop. Our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com slash gamescoop. One in five Americans has learned a new language on their bucket list, or life backlog, if you will. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Upgrade your personal skill set in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. 
Its tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I have a trip to Mexico coming up, so I've been using Babbel to brush up on my Spanish. The courses are short and sweet, so I can do one whenever I have a few minutes to spare. And the words and phrases it teaches you are designed for practical, real-world use, like ordering at a restaurant or asking for directions. Babbel can even provide you feedback on your pronunciation with its speech recognition tech. And it's not just for Spanish. Babbel includes 14 different language courses, each backed by a 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for Scoop Nation. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, only for our listeners, at babbel.com gamescoop. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com gamescoop, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com gamescoop. Rules and restrictions may apply. Maybe it blows up. Let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Hi. Hi. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Ricky did. Hi, Ricky. Do you think look how close I look to Damon when I do this. There's <laughs> 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 nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Thanks for making such a fantastic podcast every week. I have a question I would love each of you to answer. If you could assign any five games as required gaming, like required reading, a.k.a. literary canon in high school and college, which would they be and why? Don't forget to think about how they all work together to make a complete whole for the gaming student. This is tough. This is a bigger question than we can actually solve on a segment of a goofy podcast. But Definitely I it was not interesting. five either. I yeah. actually took a video game course uh, at NYU, and um, the teacher had assigned, I think it was... 10 to 20 games uh, that he felt like were required reading. I wish I had that list right now. Um, But uh, I was assigned Bioshock, which was great Mm. because initially uh, we were going around the room and he was offering like who wants to play, uh, you know, Super Mario World, who wants to play all these like definitive generational games. And uh, when it came around to E.T., no one raised their hand and everyone's trying to hide behind their textbooks. And of course, I got landed on. What? You had to play E.T.? No, I I screamed out, no. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, I really wanted Bioshock because I was waiting for him to get down the line to Bioshock mm-hmm. and um, his take was a little bit antiquated maybe now but he said oh well I'd be really curious to hear a woman's take about Bioshock and I was like I just want to play Bioshock again mm-hmm. I just want the excuse to have so you, you, played, had, you had already played it yeah have you played yeah. E.T. since then I have not touched E.T. ever and do not have plans on yeah, I don't playing I, I wouldn't you can't even at this e. point like E.T. is an interesting yeah, footnote in, in gaming history I wouldn't include it in the canon of required gaming though yeah, it's it's well, it's such it like depends a, on your take. It's a famously bad game. Yeah, yeah but I think that's what. The but that's what. Yeah, exactly. Is the rumor required film? <laughs> I mean, but like, yeah, is there yeah. in in literature? Is there a famously bad book you're supposed to read? Yeah, if it made as wide an impact, maybe as ET did. I agree. I with think that, that happens. That's, that's like Stephen King is sometimes taught for that reason. Hmm. But it's also the idea that it almost killed video games. It's okay. not just that, like, oh, it's so bad that it's yeah. notable. It's the impact that it had on the industry in the 80s. I don't think you really need to play it to understand and, and appreciate that, though. Sure. Hmm. Well, you definitely would want to be aware of bad movies if you're in movie criticism courses or something like that. I think mm-hmm. that's really interesting, actually. I mean, we should all know how to critique things that are bad because it's so much more fun. That's true. Uh, in in literature, aren't there different canons for different like ages, there's not just like an overall. Here's the five books of all time that are yeah. considered. Oh, yeah, because and also by culture, right? Yeah, you could have a Japanese literature class or English literature yeah. class. We, that's why it's American hard, literature but. is like what my degree was in. It was like really contemporary stuff because there wasn't American literature. 
Yeah. One of the very but last. But it started with like uh, Spanish Cajisador stuff, you know, mm-hmm. because I was in the Americas. It's mm-hmm. cool. One of the last features that I ran when that was my desk at IGN before I moved on to different stuff was uh, an adventure game, you know, canon. I think I worked with, ooh, was it Richard Cobbett? I hope I didn't just name drop the wrong freelancer. But I worked with, um, uh, you can find it on IGN. Like, look up essential adventure games. And um, that we did exactly that. Like, Missed. here are the ones that you have to play, and we sort, sorted them. That's the cat- bad one you have to play just yep. to understand the good ones. Well, we sorted them into categories of, uh, you know, missed are these, like, graphical adventures that don't have a lot of storyline, just puzzles, you know, and then at the extreme other end of the spectrum are more games like, you know, Walking Dead that are, yeah. like, all story. And then we gave people, like, extra credit. We're like, if you like this style of game, here's, like, eight or ten more for you to play. And the intention was to do that for more game genres, like, you know, platformers or shooters. Um, and we never did, but that would be a fun project to pick back up. Yeah, I feel like inherently you have to pick a modern, like, you have to think, the way I thought about it for this question is thinking about the genres of games and then thinking about a modern counterpart to something that was more mm-hmm. traditional and then how things have changed in between then. Mm. So like for shooters, for me personally, I might think about, well, they're kind of somewhat similar timelines, but like a, for my own personal history, it'd be like GoldenEye and Counter-Strike and maybe like a Halo 2 or something mm-hmm. to kind of mm-hmm. leap across different advances. I'm looking at the freelancer now. That's why I'm <laughs> on my phone. <laughs> Is it important enough to, do you go back to like Wolfenstein 3D? Yeah, or I mean, Doom? yeah, and Doom, exactly. Yeah, just kind of all the staples. But then you have your five right there. So you need, I think I mean, you need yeah. to make five per genre, maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah. you could also pick a genre and say, maybe this is the most important genre or something. Right. And like you could like learn. But I, that's really tough. I was thinking about the exact same way for platformers and thinking like how interesting it would be to say, you know, this is the first bad feeling platformer. This is Super Mario Brothers, which feels really good. What is that like when it transitioned to 3D? But then I was like, these are all just Mario Brothers games. Yeah. Well, so then it just really limited. So like, but there's, there's the definitely a through line from like you know Pitfall to like you know Mario One, mm-hmm. and then you know I don't know Super Mario 64. Like that, it gets a little bit fuzzier from there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's really. But fun. it's fun to talk about like movement. Just mm-hmm. alone, right? Yeah. Like, what did, it, what did it feel like the first time you're running and jumping and feeling good in a game? Like, that's something that's straight out of, like, human consciousness and dreams that we have. Like, when Mario would first run and then could fly, like, that's a dream I've had, like, my whole life. And it, people have had those exact same dreams. And I think that's, like, really interesting to, like, find a little bit of human experience in that. But, like, if you have to pick out five <laughs> games ever, what about again, they can't five be franchises? Because I feel like... Zelda, GTA, those are things that would come to your mind immediately. Yeah. There are some standalone games like Tetris, though, which I could say, yeah. like, oh, that would be instantly on my list. That's a franchise. It is, it's well, totally a franchise. Thing. Yeah. yeah, that's true. So Wh- Tetris. Which, like, which Super Mario Brothers would you include, one or three? Mm. Well, that's why you pick franchises. Yeah. You have them all. At what point do we go around and just say the five games, well, I don't... Sh- shamefully? <laughs> This is our show. We can answer yeah. this question however we want. Yeah. Exactly. Well, we're not answering the question. Yeah. Well, I, like I said, <laughs> Let's I, don't move think, on. I don't think we can answer the question. I just yeah, think it's a hard one. Like, do you go back to Pong? Like, should Pong be included? I, I, it might be like a personal top five. Like, I think, to go back to what you were saying a second ago, I think Mario 3 is better, but I think in video game canon, you know, well, more people is probably a little bit more essential, right? Yeah. Well, and who's your audience? I was thinking my audience would be like my parents, and it's like they haven't played any games ever, so... I would really like them to try Pong because it's two player so and it teaches you like we tennis play with each other we bowling yeah, exactly. well we sports right yeah, <laughs> yeah. that has fun I was just going to go it. through all the so sports let's see. So exactly we sports we sports resort we play <laughs> and uh, and we music we, we fitness and then we don't even need a fifth game we, we did it <laughs> and we did it oh. uh, uh, and then you get have, out you have to think <laughs> you have to think about more recent stuff. hey now come on not time for that stop it <laughs> You have to think about more recent phenomenons like Minecraft, 
mm-hmm. and Pokemon Go. And yeah, does Fortnite, Fortnite make it on that list? You said we weren't allowed to talk about Pokemon Go anymore. <laughs> Did not see Harry Potter Woo. <laughs> I don't think Harry Potter Woo is going to be. Hey, that. five is not. <laughs> five's not. It's enough. not. What's yeah, that? Five is definitely not. Five's enough. not enough. Because okay. you got to have Tetris on there. But yeah. Then yeah, you probably got to have Minecraft on there. Like I don't know. Yeah. Also, narrative games, like I would put The Last of Us on mine because mm. it kind of morphs in Uncharted. Because like, yeah. you need, like, I also thought about by studios. Game, right? Yeah, but I also thought about by studios. Like, there are mm. really reputable studios that I would need to have on that list, and Naughty Dog is one of them. So, mm. Last of Us feels like a good Uncharted trajectory where they really nailed the story and really nailed some of that mechanic and made the stealth super, super hard, which I love. I mean, mm. this is the problem with video games is that they're so broad. Like, a movie, even though there's, you know, there are like art house movies that's like 14 hours long, like, just Generally, like, it's commonly understood that a movie is, you know, something that it's a medium that is, you know, this long and this is how it's formatted and this is how it's shot. But a game can be everything from Uncharted to, you know, 2048 uh, or Candy Crush. And they both are lumped into this video game category. So it's a lot more broad as an art form. I don't know. It's 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 too hard. Yeah, you have genres, you have decades or generations. There are mm-hmm. lots of things to consider. Sam, would Breath of the Wild be on it? Do you even have to ask? <laughs> I'm not allowed to talk about that. Um, so, yeah, it would for sure uh, for you know a certain audience. I, I think it's also weird to tell people what they should be playing. Like, you should obviously be playing games for different reasons than people sure. telling you that you should play them. But the reason I'm saying that is because we've all mentioned a game here that I'm sure one of us hasn't played. Like, mm. I've definitely not played a game that's mentioned here. I think that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. What game? I've never played Minecraft. I can't remember if I've played Minecraft or just watched a lot of people play Minecraft. I don't, that yeah. counts to a degree. You've played Fortnite either. I've, I have played Fortnite. Really? Yeah, but wow. only in the office. Okay, interesting. As like everybody putting it in my a separate hand life. and saying like a joke. I yeah. played about I played about ten rounds of Fortnite and died immediately. Like it was like oh running around and I found a gun and then I just got shot and killed. And then my round was over. Yep. And I did that about eight or ten times. And then I uninstalled Fortnite. <laughs> I think I played all the ones you guys mentioned. Yeah. Just not oh, Bloodstained. Me too. If it's on your list. Yeah. No, Mar- Mario Plus 3. it's not on my list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, well, it's an interesting question, Ricky, but it's too hard. Your question is just too hard. We have to move on. <laughs> You've confounded us. <laughs> this is a GameScoop fan from China. I'm going to take a crack at his name. Shua. Is, what is my guess, and if I butchered your name, I deeply apologize. Uh, he says, I just read that Yakuza Kenzen, a Yakuza game set in feudal Japan, might begin a, a remaster, or Kiwami version. What are the Omega Cops' thoughts on remasters? Remasters like the Yakuza series, uh, with much better graphics, slightly improved, or same mechanics, or remakes like Resident Evil 2? Mm. I mean, when you say Resident Evil 2, I just gotta lean in that direction automatically. It's yeah, a good a- question, though. The remake takes so much more work. It's like a new yes. game. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. They, they I would say more often that it depends on the game and what you're trying to get out of the experience of, you know, probably replaying it. Uh, and I would say for the most part, remake because I would want a modern yeah. experience. Like, think about Shadow of the Colossus, how badly that probably needed a, mm. a, to be like a fully remade. Yeah, Shadow of the Colossus is somewhat but it was a in remaster, between a remaster right? versus a remake. Yeah, I suppose it was an in-between thing. I actually never played it. I just heard lots of complaints and decided to stay away. But <laughs> like, they didn't change the fixed camera, as far as I remember. Uh, no, it always had a rotating camera. This is, mm. But yeah. it hitches a little bit. Mm. 
That I love that that game. That the, the the second Shadow of the Colossus is great, but that that is right in the middle. I I normally like all about retro games and like really. Or sorry, I should say classic games. That's a misnomer that I want to correct. Yeah. Uh, but it's true. Yeah, it's fair. Um, but uh, I do like old games a lot, and I do like it when you can play them on new systems. But I love when they're completely remade, especially when the original creators are involved, or mm. there's like you know, even if it's a completely new take on it, like Final Fantasy VII. Like that's really fascinating to me, and I think it's really well. Matt well, Perslow of IGN.com says it's a reinvention. Yeah. I think it's just a remake. Yeah, a, yep, I, it's so <laughs> well, that's a new term. It's got a. Compl- I don't know that it is a remake. I, I haven't read Matt's thing, but based off that thesis statement, I think maybe I agree with him. Um, yeah, and that's kind of an interesting case where now it's unclear what we're getting and how long it's going to take to get the whole game. So a lot of fans are like, I would rather you have just remastered yeah. it. Mm-hmm. To, to call that game a remake is like, well, the com- the way you play the game is completely different. Yeah. It's not even a turn-based RPG anymore. So it's like, I don't know, it's a new thing. Yeah, that's what said. Resident Evil 2 was. Mm-hmm. That's true. I, I, I think generally, to get back to um, the question, I think I prefer remasters because because we always talk about how like it comes back and it's up and it's running at a better frame rate, and then it finally looks the way that we remembered it in our memory. Whereas yeah. if you actually go back and play <laughs> in 64 games, they're very fuzzy, and like you know the frame rate is 12 frames per second. And but it um, doesn't play as you remember it because we've gotten spoiled well, by modern want, mechanics. Like, with the example of Shadow of the Colossus, like, you run into an example where, like, okay, we're going to fix this half of the problems, but these half, you know, we're not going to fix because some people sort of want the game to still feel that way and play that way. Like, Master Chief Collection's in this weird boat where, like, yeah. what are they choosing to fix and not fix? And, you know, f- they're going to give people modern options. Like, you can change your field of view, but then that kind of breaks Halo. And it's like, where's the line on that stuff? It's really complicated. Justin, I think you've pointed out on the show before that Super Mario All-Stars was probably the first great like remake mm. on yeah, Super but Nintendo. It, and it did change the physics and mechanics in some yeah. way. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's the greatest value in gaming on a single cart mm. of all time, in my opinion. But, like, that Mario 1 is a different Mario 1, right? Like, he runs and jumps differently. Mm. So there were re, uh, remakes before that, which are really interesting. Like, Rygar was just an arcade game that was, like, total trash, and then they made it into a Zelda-like on yeah. the NES. Yeah, I don't know if that's, that's not the same as a remake. But that's the Final just, Fantasy it's just VII thing. It's yeah. just a different take on the game. Yeah, you're right. If so, it's a remaster of something recent, like um, actually with The Last of Us, they did the remaster. Wait, yeah. they did the remaster, for PS4. and it included yeah. So it's just a you know upres for new consoles, and then what? Just the the DLC too yeah. included. So yeah. it just was a better deal. It's you know really good. Go ahead. All right. Well, <laughs> when, when when games were first becoming 3D, a lot of games like took like you know, what you knew from 2D and, like, kind of made it into 3D and you kind of see this world. Like, Metroid Prime is a really good example of that. You know, you get to see, like, the same old creatures and stuff like that, but, like, they're, like, in a really cool hyper-real world. I like the interpretation of an old thing in in new technology. And so that's why I really like Resident Evil 2, for example. It's, like, everything in that game is kind of a reference to something else that was, like, lower res and, like, hard to play now. But it's, like, it's... Just I love seeing the lens that it's it's it, that's being looked at it and, and and seeing it upgraded. I think that's mm-hmm. really cool. I like the connection to the old thing too. Uh, Binet Commando Rearmed was a very cool re- remake. What a game! That's a really good one. Mm-hmm. And the name is funny because it's about not having an arm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever got that pun before just now. <laughs> <laughs> and then they mess it up with Rearmed too because they let you jump. Well, and just Binet Commando. Wait, you can jump in Rearmed too? Yep. Oh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> It's not because your legs have been replaced with bionic legs. No. <laughs> that you know Relegged. Relegged. <laughs> See, that would have fixed it.
All right, this one's for Sam. This Can is I from... just say you're really good at reading copy? Thank you. <laughs> like, really good. Like, well, that's I've, a skill. But I've read I'm that. I'm not like, joking either. I've read that's that like amazing. 50 times now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is Walker in Shoreline, Washington. And he says, I was recently touring a castle in Poland and I came across this pinball machine. Cool. Here you go. In a castle? Yeah. Oh, cool. According to the guide, it's over 100 years old. Ah, Bagatelle. Mm. Hope you find it interesting. So it's called, what's the name on there? Erbubal. Erbubal. I looked it up. <laughs> I think it's a, it's a. You made that up. It's a table from 1933. <laughs> so I think he means it's almost 100 years yeah. old. Uh, but it's a, yeah, it's a legit thing. I don't know what kind of castle this is that has drywall and electrical cool. outlets, but. Yeah, it's a it's a well, castle you can still live like in. This looks like those yeah. games that you shift around to get the. So there's no <laughs> flippers, <laughs> right? There's a launcher, but no flippers. Yeah. So early, early you pinball see, did not have flippers. It was more like pachinko. Well, yeah, and so the designs are farmers working in the fields. And yeah, like that's, that's the, the, the flippers didn't come around until later, and the, the only cool. flippers they're not that much later though. The Wait, only what fli- do you do? It's launch like, the ball. It's like pachinko. Yeah, try to get. Uh, in, so you see those two knobs. Yeah. I don't know what that knob is, but the orange knob or the little knob pushes yeah. the ball up into the trough. Mm-hmm. And, then the, and then the other one is just a spring, just like we have now. It's like a spring-loaded uh, shooter lane. Yeah, yeah. Throw the ball up. And, like, the idea for these was, uh, you know, it doesn't work. I love the, the people on this and, like, doing chores. But uh, <laughs> it, it, what you would do with this is that if you were in a bar, it's more like ski ball. And you launch the ball and you do it up there. And then you would take... Um, your score down, and you take it to the bar, and you actually win something. <laughs> that's you could awesome. win like a beer, or you could win, you cool. know, like a, 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 a potato. That's where the that's, <laughs> a potato. <laughs> a full meal, you know, some gruel. Um, that's where the you know mistaken idea that pinball is gambling. You know, hmm. gambling, well, and that was gambling. Up. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah. There was no skill involved. Like yeah. it was just a, it was a pachinko. It was a game of chance. Gotcha, like, gotcha. Yeah, that's this looks really neat. And then I, uh, I. I think like right after this, you know, I don't think this is electronic, right? It's just mechanical. Well, there's like a very modern looking coin mechanism <laughs> in there. So I don't, I don't know. They must have added that. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's added. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, coin mechs have to be electronic. Yeah. But now, but that's only because they turn. Yeah. They start a computer. I wonder. I'll have to look have, into that. Have you ever played a this table? Is really fascinating. That, <laughs> that's like anywhere near that old from like the 30s. Yeah. So if you go to the Pacific Pinball Museum in Alameda of California, right here in the Bay Area, you can play games that old and they're amazing. I think the oldest one I've played is Central Amazingly Park. boring. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, uh, they, they're they very slow and boring. You've played an old one called Central Park? Yeah. From what? I don't know, 50, mid 50s ish. I don't know. You can't, you can't tell. Like, the very few things changed from like 1940 to 1960. <laughs> when Damon played that weird baseball one. Yeah, oh, yeah, that one was actually pretty fun. I don't that know when was it was from. from. The 90s. Like when yeah. yeah, when was when did they move into fast pinball? 1989. It's in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would say yeah. like, you know, Adams Family era 1991 stuff is the stuff with like the DMD display, like the you know, the yeah. graphics. Yeah, yeah. Anything after 1990-1991 is going to have that and everything's going to be fast. But there was fast games in this era of 1980s that you've all played too, which are like Taxi and Diner and stuff like that. Cool. All right, this is William Hartfield. From Idaho Falls. It says, first time writing in, I've been listening to you guys for almost a year. Loved every episode. I have a question. Recently, my birthday came up, and I was wanting to spend a little bit of money for a new game on the Switch. Mm. I've been looking towards Mario Odyssey or Monster Hunter World. I know. I know that both of these games are amazing, just not sure which to get. I am also open to other suggestions. Already played Breath of the Wild, even Smash Ultimate. So any suggestions are well appreciated. Thank you for bringing such amazing content every week that helps me get through those long, boring days at work. So yes, William, unfortunately, Monster Hunter World is not on Switch. It's Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. Mm. That's on there. Which is also supposed to be good. Mm-hmm. Haven't played that one, but it's just 
So Mario Odyssey, then it is. Yeah. I mean, you, I think you, you got the choices Odyssey. of one. But even like that's what if you haven't played Odyssey, I would absolutely recommend one hundred percent. You play Odyssey. Do you think there's enough cool indie games that you could get to add up to something as good as Mario? Yeah, probably. Honestly, Ooh. recently I've been playing my friend Pedro and Katana Zero, and mm-hmm. like love. they're both great. So mm-hmm. I love Katana Zero. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to playing my friend my friend Pedro. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Mario Odyssey is the second best game on that console. So yeah, you know, buy it, play it. But you know, Sam, you bring up an interesting point. Like if if the Switch is your primary gaming platform, and you know, you're not on Steam. Like there is, you know, you can get Stardew Valley and you know oh, yeah. a handful of other ten or fifteen dollar games that will be you know amazing. Mm-hmm. But man, Mario Odyssey is such a good value. That yeah. game seems to never end. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I feel like you play that for six months and it is delightful no the whole way through. Yeah. yeah. It's like five different games in one. <laughs> Remember your story about how you played, like, what was it, Mario 64, like, all semester in college? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then we got Mario Odyssey, and we were all done with it in a week. But that was more <laughs> like uh, Resident Evil 2, the remake. Oh, I that's, what, that, that's like, what it was, the example. Months and months in college. I wish I could go back. You did in eight hours. Like, <laughs> like what? I wish I could, like, observe myself in my youth playing games. Because, yeah, these games used to seem endless. Like, Mario 64, I, I think I'm the same as you. I think I played it a whole summer. But it's like that game's not actually that big like yeah. you can blast through it in you know five days so i'm like what was i doing yeah. i used to like pitch my parents on getting me final fantasy games because they were so big yeah i'd be like i'll be playing it all year and it was true yeah i didn't need another game like the first time i played like one of those later final fantasy games like four or six or something i think i spent a like, lot more probably i played it for a year you know one of those later final fantasy games. i know <laughs> I think my game time now is a lot more like goal oriented and specific. Like I am actively trying to like get through it. Whereas before in Mario 64, like I was content to just F around, right? Like I seem to remember spending a lot of time just like going down the slide for no purpose other than just the fun of it and just, you know, running around the world. Yeah. As a kid, I would, I would like reload saves because Mm -hmm. I hadn't done it perfectly. And you had time to do those kinds of things back then. Oof, I still do that. (laughs) <laughs> with Fallout especially. But that's probably not that different than like, you know, Fortnite and games like that don't appeal to me hugely, but just yeah. as like a thing to just mess around in and treating so. video games that way instead of it being, you know, a goal-oriented approach, like yeah. maybe there's something to that. Also, you'd have a friend over and you'd both like play the game and trade off on levels and like yeah. stuff like that. And that was always like a yeah. really fun social thing to do. Yeah, for sure. I loaned Super Mario 64 to my friend for a weekend and then he sent it back and on his save file D he had 120 stars on the fourth save file. And I'm like, what? Like, how did you do that? <laughs> And he's like, yeah, man, like, I just got every star. And then, like, months later, he told me that he just copied, copied. my save. Ah, <laughs> cheater. It's pretty good. It's a good, good trick. Classic. <laughs> this is Diego. He says, hey, Omega Cops, greetings from Guatemala. I like cool. that we have an international fan. Yeah, no yeah, kidding. Great. I'm a big fan. You are so cool and fun. Keep up the good work. Aww. I really want to get my girlfriend into gaming. I was thinking of buying her a Nintendo Switch, but I didn't want to spend so much on a console for her to just abandon it in a couple of weeks. That's when I decided that maybe a 2DS was a cheap and cool alternative mm. that if she doesn't love, at least I wouldn't have spent a lot of money on. Ha ha ha. My question is, which 2DS games would you recommend for someone who barely plays any video games so they can enjoy and have fun? No Zelda recommendations. She doesn't like those games. Ha ha ha. Well, Diego, you I'm out. Also, <laughs> you could also buy yourself the Nintendo Switch. And That's what just, I was going to yeah, say. Well, yeah. Maybe he already has one. Yeah, yeah. There's so many cool co-op games. Exactly, to, like, yeah. It's built with. for like a family household. Get snipper clips. But mm-hmm. what about yeah. 2DS games that would be good for a casual gamer who doesn't play mini games? Would it be Animal Crossing New Leaf? That's a really good yeah, suggestion. Actually, yeah, That's an amazing game. Nailed it. But you have to play with people to really get fulfillment out of it. That's true. Uh... I think you could play I by yourself. So. I played it most. I mean, you so absolutely well. can play it by yourself, but there's no better experience than sitting on yeah. the bench by the beach. That with was a friend. Good. You, get, you can do that online in that game, right? So you uh, could uh, yes. 
you can yeah. join, you know, a Animal Crossing community. You can hunt butterflies together. You get your little villager friends, though. Mm-hmm. Your fake friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was the animal, or excuse me, what was the Mario Kart on? Mario Kart 7. 7. 7's really I mean, that's good. All, yeah. yeah, everyone like, loves Mario Kart. Mario Kart is universally loved, even by people who don't play games. That's a uh, good pick. New Super Mario Brothers, 1 and 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're on there. They're on or the, or the, uh, those are... DS game. Uh, the two is uh, on 3DS, right? But what about yeah. the Mario Land? What are they called? 3D oh, Land. 3D Land. Oh yeah, you're right. I'm I'm way back in DS Land. Yeah. Aren't I? Super um, Mario 3D Land. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I sort of disagree with the premise though. Like way back in high school, I had you know a girlfriend that didn't play games, and I was trying to like expose her to different games. I'm like, play Mario, play this, and then the game she ended up liking was just Mortal Kombat because she thought it was funny and cool to punch and kick and hit people. So it's like. It's a little bit. It's you're falling into a little bit of a trap to like well, also, make assumptions about like what someone's going to be into. I would also ask like, has she expressed any interest in playing games? Mm-hmm. If if you already have a console yourself, maybe like try playing some co-op games that you already own with her to see if she Mario Party Island Tour. In there. Mario, is that a good? I'm not Googling that's right the, now. Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> but you are Googling what? right now. You've what seen term? nothing. What term would, did you? What? I literally just put 2DS games because I wanted okay. a refresher on what was on. I it. thought you were yeah. doing like 2DS games for noobs. Yeah. Hey Pikmin. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm just using There's, Dutch. You know, Pokemon games on that too. I really like that okay. suggestion, though. I mean, the point. Uh, Paper I, Mario. Sorry, that's I'm just a good one. Jumping in with. <laughs> the, the point of of games, you know, can be to bring people together in a room. And play games, and like maybe that's a better idea than getting like a system that's kind of focused on single player. Yeah. Games. Farming Simulator 18. There you o- go. Obviously, that's the one. What about and 19? then Nintendo? Wait for 19. Nintendo and Nintendo Cat. <laughs> oh wait, Farming Simulator 18 is a new 3DS game. No, I guess you can play it on. I mean, it 2DS. would have come out in 2017. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. true. All right, to get the new roster, the new farming you. roster update. <laughs> that brings us to video game 20 questions. Oh, there we go. So cool. good. Our suggestion this week comes from Scotty from Fort Worth, Texas. It's still pretty loud. I'm pretty down. I know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Is this going to play the whole time? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's going to kick good. in. It's going to yeah. kick into a real jam. I mean, let's just well, let's give it a second. All right. So good. It's the second best game of all time. Probably. Uh, Scotty from Fort Worth, Texas says, I've been listening for a week now. New listener for life. I've been going through every episode every day I'm at work and I love every second of it. My favorite segment is Video Game 20 Questions. And he gave us our suggestion. And this is the last one ever. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just joking. That's not true. (laughs) Uh, Let the questioning begin. Damon, sorry. uh, Do you think people that, do you get emails from people frequently that like discover the show and then go all the way back? I hear that a lot. That's one of our questions? <laughs> <laughs> that does not count. Remember, people, people use podcasts no, to yeah. fill time. Yeah. And if they discover a new podcast they like, and they're like, there's over 500 episodes? But I went back. Like, 500 is a lot, to be When fair. I find a show, I go back. Yeah. Of course. Um, you, but I wonder if there's a news-based show. I would but probably, that's what I mean. Yeah. I would probably pick the things that I thought were more interesting by headlines. That's, that, that's my question is, like, what entertainment are people getting? If you're listening to this and you went through this process, please write in because I'm curious about, even though we do talk about, like, classic games and stuff, like, we're still news. We're still discussing the news of the day. So is it yeah. interesting to go back and listen 
to a scoop I mean, from 2013. Yeah, you know how many times we do predictions? I hear about sure that people, people love to prove us wrong. All the time. We and do I hear have to imagine, sometimes. I have to imagine they just, they like our personalities. Mm. They like the inside jokes. They like the banter. And then they I like to see whether our predictions were like right at the time. Mm. It's all you, Damon. Yeah. No, no, it's not. Look, I just want to point out as a disclaimer, it is unsafe to listen to me that much. Yeah. <laughs> just an hour a week is all we I thought we you were going to say in the car. <laughs> no, <laughs> Surgeon General's warning. Do not operate yeah. heavy machinery I, while listening it, to it, Sam Claiborne. I'm just covering, <laughs> I'm just covering for myself here that's unsafe okay let the question okay, begin. okay, okay, okay. Um, is this game played does this game have 3d graphics yes is this a current gen game no so older is this game from after the year 2000 yes so okay mm, is it first person perspective mm, not prim- uh, not, not primarily there may be like a way to toggle first person but that's not primarily this is wait there may be a way to talk this is not another that was a good clue right there yeah well because there's sometimes there are levels like you might be in a ship for a level is this but that's not toggling is this a game where you're shooting swords or shooting excuse me I was trying to (laughs) get between (laughs) very specific Uh, thing you have in mind here (laughs) is there a game where you shoot swords yeah probably devil daggers Is it um, no, no, no. I, Probably I, Borderlands, I'm, you can do that. I'm probably. sorry, I flubbed the question. I was trying to get at whether it's no, you don't get to answer. You know, That's swords or guns. Is this a game where you're shooting guns? <laughs> oh no! God, gotta get this away from Sam. I think I just a guard rail here. Is this a game where you shoot guns? Yes. Mm. That's five questions. <laughs> what fires yep. the guns? <laughs> Does this game have a cover system? No. That's a specific question. Well, it's a third-person um, gun shooty game. Does so this game Uncharted and Gears? Wait, of War. he said mostly not first-person, but you could toggle to first-person. Right? I don't know if you can, but it's not first-person. Anybody who's thinking of this game, okay. is the game it. I was picturing when I asked about the cover system was Uncharted or Gears. Okay, and it eliminates those because it does not have a cover system. Is this an RPG? No. Um, did this game come out on a Nintendo platform? Yes. Mm. Is it exclusive? It is not exclusive. Oh my god! We, we only have how many questions? Left? You have eleven questions left. It's after two thousand, but not this gen. Mm-hmm. Is this well, a GameCube game? It appeared on GameCube. Ah, yes. that's really good. That's ten. So it was a multi-platform GameCube yeah. era game. Yeah, that's a lifesaver. Was Third this game person. developed in America? Yes. Does it have sequels? Yes. Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, a game with sequels. On GameCube, it was like Time Splitters or something. Yeah, although that, yeah, something like that. Although that's exclusively first person. Um, first person. Do you hear the protagonist? I don't know. Oh man, that's I'm so good. confused now. Did, did Max Payne appear on <laughs> on, GameCube? on GameCube? I don't think so. I think it was like um, Xbox first, right? Can you play as a woman? No. Mm. That was also not developed in America, I guess. Max Payne was at Europe. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Maybe not. Uh, I think we need genre or more yeah. stuff about who made the game. Well, we know it's a shooty. Well, we know you do. You know, we know you can shoot. And it's not in first person. Yeah, so it's not a shooty shooty. Could be uh, Could be Piano 3, although that was developed in Japan by Capcom. Yeah. The- and that was, I, it could be Resident Evil. Although, okay, sorry. I'm stuck, <laughs> I'm stuck on Capcom now. Could not be Resident Evil. <laughs> um, is there multiplayer? Yes. GameCube? <laughs> Split screen? Probably. Or, oh, maybe. 
Is this? Do we ask about three D graphics? Yeah. It is three D. It is three D. Three D. Man. Um. Would this game? Would most people call this game like a shooter? Is this a shooter? Is that the game genre? Uh, even though you do shoot, it probably would not. No, you would not call it a shooter. Got it. Fifteen. It's really interesting. It could be an open world. There's enough tension, Damon. <laughs> I so it could be an open world game. GTA never appeared on GameCube, but some of the other ones probably did. Driver probably did. And you asked about RPG. Would Beyond yeah. Good and Evil be an RPG? considered an RPG? Because that would be. Because there are games that have RPG elements that aren't RPG games. Yeah. I don't know. I'm but that, that's that. I think check checks all the boxes except you can play as a woman in it yeah yeah inherently exclusively yeah 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 and i don't think that was made in america what uh yeah yeah that's a good point ubisoft games i mean man the american thing is weird huh i mean it's probably an ea game you know ea or activision are there calls of duty (laughs) from that era (laughs) no i don't think they were on the gamecube were they are one of the battlefield games like Ugh, yeah, no, weird, that's weird first person. Spin-offs. Yeah, those are those are all first person. That's yeah, point. and it's not a shooter. I'd like mm-hmm. to know. It'd be helpful for me to know, like theme, not like really. sci-fi. Yeah, not or fantasy. Mm-hmm. Nothing would be helpful to me at this point. Is this, <laughs> is this game like set in a sci-fi setting? No. Whoa, so realistic shooties. Well, well, he didn't yeah, say I mean, that. I was going to say we could ask other things. Be like are there enemies other than humans? For it instance? could be like. Mm-hmm. It could be like a game that's mostly like an adventure game, you know, where maybe you shoot a gun once in a while. And 13 is first person, right? We always bring that one up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was first person. It could be a platformer. Mm Mm-hmm. Third person. Third person platformer. Yeah. Right. Should I ask? Well, should we confirm it? Sure. Is it a platformer? Is it a platformer? No. God damn it. Man. Stop saying no. I don't know if we should use the hack yet. What's I mean, the we, hack? We only have three questions left, so I think we're fine. We ask, we ask if we've mentioned the game yet. Oh yeah, that one. It's such. I bet we haven't. I bet we it's haven't. A, have yeah. we mentioned the game yet? The question is so. Uh, it's like it could either energize you for the last couple or questions completely or completely demoralize you. you. Yeah. Have we you? Always, but it's we gonna be demoralized. Yeah. Have Have you mentioned the game yet? No. Yes, and yeah. <laughs> Freaking Damon is always such a punch. Just look at this one. (laughs) Let me enter my mind palace. (laughs) Because if you think of the GameCube box art, there's just not that much that was on it. So, but also it's not like Nintendo exclusive. So, damn, we got to think outside the box, the literal box. What do you have to say? I just think you're leaning on GameCube too much. That's no, what I'm saying. No, we all understand. It's I a think multi-platform game and isn't primarily associated with the GameCube. Yeah, but it's just I about owned a mental GameCube. exercise. Yeah. yeah, for so much longer than I had any other system. Okay. I'm, I'm with Sam on this because like multi-platform stuff, especially in the U.S., stopped coming to GameCube like fairly early on. Like I, 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 I enjoy that hint. I think Damon might be wrong that it's on GameCube. <laughs> that would be great. I'm not wrong. <laughs> that's that's why he's trying to backtrack it now. Yeah, exactly. You guys are too focused on that answer. <laughs> What if it's like a, a weird uh, arcade game like, where they're like arcade yeah. games? Yeah. Well, that would be your territory. <laughs> okay. Could be a high score game. Like there was like, there's, like some Robotron, mm-hmm. you know, like some something like that. They made that 3D Robotron, but that was on N64, but something like that. Or driving. Can you shoot? Did, is, did anything preclude? 
us yeah. from going that way? Like shooty, shooty drivey games. Like, uh, like there was that one, it wasn't this gym, but there was like split second, you know, that twisted was, metal. Stuff yeah. Stuff. Like twisted metal type games. Oh man. We're not getting this one. Did any right. of David Cage's games come out on, uh, cause they're a third person with some shooty. Mm-hmm. No, wait. Indigo prophecy. Yeah. I was thinking that. Um, yeah, that's where I was. That's where I my head was at too. Was like something that's like mostly an adventure. Yeah. Game. It's interesting that it's not sci-fi. Two, Western. but not necessarily realism. Yeah, Sci-Fi Two, the sequel to Sci-Fi. I don't know. I don't know where to go, Damon. Yeah, I don't know. we got us. I think this time you Should have a question about and a guess. Realistic graphics, or like if it was developed by EA or something like that. I think our I think our long shot is to try to get the developer. Yeah, we know it's a United States developer. Do it. This one's on you. I mean, okay. but I can't name an EA game from that era. <laughs> That's that a good point. <laughs> Um, or is it helpful to know if they're still in business? Yeah. Is, is that, okay. Is the developer still in business? No. Oh, that's really good. I we mean, still forgot it. Okay, so hold on. Exactly. Since you, you only have the guess left, I will say that right before that last question, you were wondering aloud a couple things that would have gotten you very close. What was he so, wondering aloud? Whether it was an, we, we talked about it being an arcade game. Right. And then we talked about it maybe being an adventure-ish game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he was speaking specifically to Sam. That's a good point. Sam said arcade game. And then after that, we talked about, um, yeah, I don't know, man. But the developer not being in business, I mean, you know, if we had two more questions, I think we would get there. Mm. But, like, that eliminates, you know, everything from Activision and EA and, you know, Ubisoft. Should I reveal the game? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Released in 2001, PS2 first, then came to GameCube and Xbox. Developed by Paradigm Studios, which is no longer around. Published by Midway. Mm. Yeah, I was feeling the midway. And is a remake of a classic arcade game. Is it Defender? Game. No, it is Spy Hunter. Spy Hunter. Oh, I didn't know there dude. was a Spy Hunter from that era. Didn't yeah. they also make a movie? With Vin Diesel, I yeah. think, yeah. And then they made a That's sequel to that the on, the, on the same console, same Our generation of consoles. Of questions. Wow. I, yeah, what do you think the Spy Hunter for PlayStation 2 is like? Well, here's a synopsis of the plot. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Sex. Uh, CTS, get your mind out of the gutter. An F-15 pilot who was trained by the FBI tries to take down Nostra, an Israeli-based international company that produces food products, biochemicals, genetics, e-commerce, and children's software. Damon Curry, a man who believes himself to be the figure mentioned in several religions, is the founder and leader. To deal with him, the International Espionage Services create a team called Spy Hunter. Curry has reason to believe that it is the same person who stopped him in 1983, so the Ah. same villain. It's a canonical sequel. Curry's plan is to use four EMP weapons mounted on satellites dubbed the Four Horsemen to stop all electricity in the world, then plans to rule. Originally, Alec does light missions, mostly destruction of Nostra property. Nostra's schemes become more dangerous, and Alec finds himself returning to most of the previous Nostra bases for more intense missions. Later, he finds the headquarters where the Four Horsemen are based in Petra. Are you bored? After a hard-fought battle, the four horsemen are diffused and explode. Uh, I just don't understand why you want to rule over a planet that has no no electricity. electricity. I think this is the first time you've ever chose a 20 questions game that nobody here has ever heard of. You've you've never heard of Spy Hunter. I've heard of Spy Hunter from 1983, and I would have gotten it. (laughs) I think it's really fascinating that that Let's do this again for Spy Hunter from 19... I'll get it. (laughs) He called his uh, four... If you're calling your satellites the four horsemen, how does it not dawn on you that you're the bad guy? Did you know that there was a Spy Hunter from 2001? I mean, vaguely. I never played it. Damn it, it. Justin. (laughs) I would would not have It was riding on you. I feel... Feel bad if you name the game and I'm like, oh darn it! 
Oh, yeah. it's right there, but this yeah. one I'm yeah. gonna go. Okay, yeah. Yeah. fine. I feel happy. You all, Did you know about that. Spy Hunter from 2001? No, hell no. Yeah, see, I got a hell no too. I'm aware. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I never played it, but I am aware of it. I knew that they remade a, a Spy Hunter. Did you review it? No. I was 2001. I was. Reviewing games at IGN? No, I was not. <laughs> I was not. Uh, that is all the scoops that we have for you this week. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. Thank you, Tina. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Sam. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop, and we're out. Thank you, Damon. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.